Blog Talk Radio. junk on it and I had to just move it away. There's some junk still. I had to move it. Oh, it's your, it's your tchotchkes, right? It's my tchotchkes. I've yeah. got my tchotchkes. You've got your to, tchotchkes. I have to dust the tchotchkes. You know, that is the worst part of when you have all this nonsense is like pulling it apart and dusting and doing all sorts of nonsense. Um, I, I kind of wanted to go through the backstory of when we met because you are such a nice guy. It can't be for real, right? You're like miserable when people aren't around you. <laughs> I'm not a curmudgeon, no. I don't. My brother actually, who is a curmudgeon, says uh, to me, "Why are you so happy?" He hates me for it. Yeah, because I started a crazy Disney group about three years ago, and basically what I did is I just found people that looked like they had Disney profiles. I friended them, and then I would like cold, cold call them, like, "Hey, you know, would you mind joining my group?" And I came across you, didn't know about your YouTube channel, and uh, I asked you, and you were like the most pleasant person on the planet. Well, that's good to know, because I don't remember. I'm scared that you were to tell me you weren't that nice. That's yeah, I actually found out, like, after the fact that you had all this YouTube stuff going on and your page and all the other stuff. Thank you. Actually, why don't you mention that now before I forget? Where can we find you? Pretty much BigFatPanda.com, which, even though I'm a Disney guy, is a reference to Kung Fu Panda. BigFatPanda.com leads to the YouTube channel, which is my, my gig. I don't do much of a blog, although I write for other people sometimes, like as a guest thing, but... The YouTube channel is my, my jam. Yeah, your videos are ridiculous. They're so well done. It, it aggravates the hell out of me because what you see is what you get. Like, just so you know, if you go back to watch this later, you will not see Kung Fu Panda introducing you. You will not get the, you know, the finger snap or any of the other nonsense with the, uh, I always see on your videos, you wind up having the website above them. That's easy with the editing <sighs> thing. I don't, I'm not real technical, as you found out this morning. I did find that out this morning. Except when it's the editing, video editing I got good with, but everything else I'm not really that good with. Well, I mean, what got you into Disney? Is this something that started like childhood, or you've always been a fan of Disney? Okay, very simple, quick thing. And they did a documentary, actually, believe it or not, where I was one of the people that talked about this. That was it's, last year, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was like two or three years ago. Oh, really? It's called Dream Finders. It's free. It's on YouTube. You could watch it. But anyhow, we were a very, you know moderate family living in Long Island, New York. We never went anywhere. Going through the sprinkler was the, was the thing. So when my father says we're going to Disney World, and I remember seeing on TV the wonderful world of Disney, which right. was a really big, big deal. you know. So I remember being so excited that night I actually slept on the couch. I think I was six years old, maybe five, maybe six, maybe six. And uh, you know, I was petrified of the plane, but I didn't care. I went, we landed. I remember seeing palm trees and thinking that was a big deal to me because I only knew what I knew from my little neighborhood. I don't think I ever left my street except to go to a zoo. Where are you originally from? Long Island, New York. Elma, New York. New Yorkers are the best. And you know what it is though? When we say New York, uh, people out of New York sometimes think a city, but Long Island is very, you know, 
half country, half city. It's a house, a, you know, a, a garage, a house in a garage. Yeah, whenever you say you're from New York, everybody assumes you're from like the Big Apple. And yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm up from Albany, which is upstate, and uh, it's, it's very mellow here. I'm definitely not from the city by any means. Did you ever go to the Peak Skills? You know, I've not been to the Peak Skills. We did go camping last week in uh, a place called Long Lake, like up in the Adirondacks. Okay. I am not a camper. No, yeah, that was like a thing that we did once in a we went to a ranch up in not Albany, but I think it's probably past that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I for me, if you're not like if you don't have an activity during the day, like going to Disney, it's not a vacation. To me, Disney was vacation, meaning there was no such thing as another vacation because that's all we did if we went on vacation then. And we, I didn't go again until I was like 15. So that time as I was five, I just remember being on my dad's shoulders, crossing the Seven Seas Lagoon, looking out and seeing the castle. And it was just, it, it, I said, I'm going to move here for this. You know, I didn't know this existed in my little world. It, it does it, suck you in. Completely. But some people get sucked in and it, it goes away. I went home and I couldn't stop talking about it. I'm sure I annoyed the neighbors and the people, and I really just went crazy with it. And I kept saying, I'm going to move there, I'm going to live there. And my father kept thinking, you'll grow out of it. But I didn't. I just kept buying books, you know, the Birnbaum's uh, official guide. It wasn't until I was 15 that I went back. And it was just, you know, I, I made sure I kept going over and over and over until finally, I think it was probably 34 until I could move down here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when we first started speaking, you were still living in New York, and you were about to make the move. Really? Yeah, and I was I didn't have the YouTube channel then, though. Boy, how long have you had the YouTube channel? Uh, about five years, I think. Five. I mean, I've had the YouTube channel with, like, family stuff. I didn't turn it into Panda until about five years ago. Well, maybe I was but just I reading the blog about it. Could, could be, because I lived here now in Florida for 13 years. Maybe. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. How do you like it? I actually love, I miss some things, especially food things, I'm trying to diet. So I shouldn't miss those. Right. But I, I miss, you know, bagels. I miss really good pizza. Unless you're in Epcot, Disney Springs now. I know you did invite me to go to Via Napoli. Is that your thing? Pizza over there? Yeah. Via Napoli. I like, I do like it. Now you can't tell from the look at me. I'm actually Italian as well. And no, you're I'm, not. I'm, big up now. I'm like 50% Italian. All right. But uh, I'm the same way. Like I love pizza and, there's a lot of Italians out there that rip via Napoli. You know, you know why, really. Uh, honestly, it's not New York pizza. If you want, like, real New York pizza, the one in Disney Springs, Pizza Ponte, is closer. But via Napoli is completely different. It's a pizza I've never even eaten before. I just happen to like it because it tastes more like a, I don't know, it just feels like a real, natural, you know, fresh sauce, fresh mozzarella. Right. Whereas some of the New York pizzas that we Italians like, it's pretty bad stuff. It's delicious. Yeah. I mean, the, when the cheese turns yellow, that's not good oil. It's just that's true. Good. We love it. We eat it. Well, what got you doing the uh, the YouTube channel? Did you have like an AV background or something? Because you're like video production's insane. Okay, when I was a kid, I had video cameras. I just that was my thing was to try to entertain through video cameras. And I remember people would be like, "Wow, you got to stop moving around with this camera. You were like we're on a bungee cord," because I don't, uh, there's something here. There's a bird. There's a this. There's a this. And I guess I learned to stay on the subject try to tell some sort of a story. So loving the Disney attractions, I just thought, let me go and film, you know, attractions and things that go on. And I gave it more care to not keep, you know, going back and forth, left, right, just to right. subject and try to make it a good quality. Then I did the Pandavision gimmick where you do multi-angle. I figured let's film all of the right side, then we'll film all of the left side, then we'll film the middle and we'll kind of edit it together so it feels seamless. I mean, did you pick up an audience right away? Or, I mean, was it like a real struggle? You know, it definitely was a, a step, still an uphill struggle. I mean, I see really people is. have 200,000 subscribers and I'm sitting there with 70,000. And then there's people with 10,000. So you always rate yourself to the higher, you know, you always strive to be uh, the bigger. So I still feel right. like with some of these people. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, they, it was it's still a struggle. You, you definitely uh, – Put a video out and hope people love it. And the ones you think they're gonna love, ignore. And the ones you think, oh, this is gonna do nothing. It goes like viral and it gets millions of views. And you're like, Princess Elena of Avalor. I guess there was an audience that I didn't know about for that. Yeah, that I'm one glad. had a lot of views. I'm glad I woke up that morning and went because I was, you know, having my coffee going. Do I really want to go sit in the sun? Do you think it was just a matter you got it out before everybody else? 
No, because a lot of times I don't. Uh, with YouTube, it's really interesting. Uh, sometimes being the first one is the deal. You know, right. the first one out of the gate, everybody watches it. But other times it's audience retention, which goes on the quality of the video. If people stick on it and stay on it longer, YouTube pushes it up on the search engine. So, like, if you go to search Carousel of Progress on YouTube. My least favorite ride. Yeah, usually mine shows first. And that's because it's it's just a really it is it's a really good quality the best that you can get of Carousel of Progress. I think I filmed it eight times and then edited it together. So sometimes it's audience retention and it doesn't matter when you got it out. So I always think of Walt saying quality will out. That's usually the best uh, the best measure is the quality of the video. If it has music, sometimes people will stick with something that like doesn't have any music. Well, yeah, that's an issue too because you can't use anything that's copyrighted. So you got to come up with your own ridiculous music. Right. Well, I don't add music like to something important. Like, let's say the Booty You Parade. Right. It's copyright. I'd rather not make money and let people see the video and hopefully subscribe for other videos than to release it with my own track because that it makes the parade is their music. It would so seem I, cheesy. Right. Who am I to take creative liberty over their stuff? Although, right. while you like an overlay, but not for something important like that. But yeah, some people switch the music up. I always say there's like three types of Disney fans, and I. The first one always thinks that everything should remain exactly the way Walt wanted it. They want like Disneyland back in the late 60s. And then you've got the ones that, you know, have the appreciation for all the old rides, but like the new stuff coming in. And then you got people like me who just, if you, if it's going to be better, change it. I mean, how do you, what do you I'm follow? in the middle. I'm right in the middle. middle. I'm right in the middle. Now, here's the thing. Do you feel that way because you're a Star Wars person and you see Galaxy's Edge coming? No. No. Okay, that, like if, they, if they told me yesterday they're closing the Haunted Mansion, I'm laying my body out in the front. You know, they got to get over this fat person to get there. To the, to the that back. without a doubt. But I've talked about this before. Uh, if you see a ride that nobody's doing any longer, like Stitch's Great Escape, if you want to even call that a ride. Uh, yeah. If it's got a five-minute wait, then it's wasting space. Get something in there that's actually going to use the space. Okay, here's what's funny about that. And I agree with you. Journey into Imagination, the original, pretty much that was what was going on. Right. But now that they've changed it and ruined it so many times over... We all want the original back. Exactly. Why are we not going on it? I don't know. But if they made it back to the original, which I know they won't, we would all run to it and be so thrilled. that I, I think we'd ride it on purpose to show them, look, there's people on it. Well, that's the thing. I don't say just change it just for the sake of changing it. If you're going to change it, do it for a good reason and do it in a quality way. And that's the reason why I, I know you've been to Toy Story Land already. That alien saucer spin annoys the hell out of me. It's a cute little ride, and the kids could go. You didn't go on? Did you go on it? I have not. I'm going to be okay. going on it in September for the first time. Okay. After you go on it, you'll say, you know what? It accepts a lot. I think you'll say this. It accepts a lot of people. It's good for kids. It's not too scary, and it is a little bit of fun for an adult. You laugh and you get off. Why are you annoyed about it? Why is it threatening you? Tell me. All right. Let me make my case and see if I can change your mind. You look at their last three lands they put up: the New Fantasy Land, Toy Story Land, and then Pandora. Now you, they did a exciting ride in, in all three, and then they did the kitty ride. But the kitty ride doesn't have to be like a rehash or like a carnival ride. I mean, they did the Little Mermaid, which is amazing. It tells the story of the whole movie. It's, it's awesome to look at. And then Pandora, Navi River. I know a lot of people say it's boring. It's like, you know, a small world. It, yeah. It's amazing. It's beautiful. At least they put like a lot of technical effort into it. And then you've got the Alien Saucer Spin, which is just a carnival ride with a... a Toy Story paint job. The truth is, I feel the whole, that whole way about all of Toy Story Land. Come on. It's it's fun. I can't help but smile when I'm in it. I love Slinky Dog. But the whole, the reason I give it a pass, and you, you're going to agree, I look over the fence and I see what's coming. And I'm like, yes. okay. <laughs> okay. You gave us, eh, for the kids mostly, because the wow is coming. Well, and, I know. Uh, I mean, that Slinky Dog, I'm excited. I know everybody's going to ride it a million times. That's going to be, like, one of those attractions that you have to do. But even with that, they could have done, like, a minecart thing where there was, like, a little Toy Story scene. And, I mean, Toy Story I is thought the same. I thought, so out there. I thought exactly the same thing. I really did. I, I Again, I enjoy it. I love it. And when you do get there, there are more details there than when you see it, like, on a video. You feel, okay, I get how they themed it when you see right. the the penguins sing in the animatronic, you, you know, but they could always, have, I could always dream of blue sky, what they could have done more. Exactly. I feel they're giving it to us. I, I've been talking to Imagineers about Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. 
And I don't know what they're calling. What are you calling the ride that's not the Millennium Falcon? Oh, the... Uh, Escape or something? They did have a name for it. I can't remember it offhand. I'm excited for that. They said they're going to have two full-size AT-ATs inside that thing. Yes, and I hear that that ride itself is really going to blow us away. It's not going to be a dark ride on steroids. To me, to me that's Disney. I mean, that's Disney yeah. going over the top. Yeah, I like things that are indoors and magical that you can't tell from the outside what's going on. Yeah, Toy Story Land is more of it. It definitely has the carnival feel. Again, though, alien, like aliens, I'll go back and ride it just because it's fun. But I do, if it was, if what, if Galaxy's Edge wasn't around the bend, I'd be like, ah. How long I would you know. wait for Alien? Oh, I don't know if I'd wait more than 10, 15 minutes. And that's my point. If you go and look at, like, uh, wait times right now, and Toy Story Land's been open, what, a week and a half? Yeah. I mean, you can usually get on the Alien Saucer Spin in 30 minutes, and even Slinky Dog, you can get in within an hour. See, that I'm surprised at. I'm surprised the Slinky Dog. And even the Alien Saucer, I mean, there's a lot of saucers, and it does accept a lot of people, but that uh, that is a lower number than I thought, especially, remember opening day? It was like six hours to get into the land? It looked insane. Yeah. But we had people in our group, you know, saying how they were going opening day and it was going to be so great. I'm like, do you guys really know what you're getting yourself into? It's crazy. Yeah, but uh, we were kind of talking about that before we went on air is they do have an annual pass holder. It's not a preview. What would you call that? Like a, a little visit? Perk? Annual yeah, pass yeah. holder perk. Now, the, the problem they have with that is there were a ton of people that never got this invite. They went out by email invite and then you had like a little window to get in and a lot of people either got the email super late or didn't get it at all. Yeah, I got it late. I did go to register, and I just to see it was completely gone already. I was also surprised that it's only an hour, whereas Pandora was, I believe, two hours. They were giving them an hour? Yeah, it's only in the morning, and you had either a 7 to 8 o'clock slot or an 8 to 9 o'clock slot. I really want to hope that they really limited it on purpose to make it so that you get on everything a few times in that hour. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm also going to be going to the, that night. I'm going to be going to Moonlight Magic. Oh, so cool. When is that? What night is that? The 18th of September. Okay. Actually, it's the 19th. My old man brain, another bird. <laughs> like the, if I don't have a calendar in front of me. I can't remember anything. Tell me. I'm, with, I'm there with you. I don't even know my age anymore sometimes. It's sad, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I do love those Moonlight Magic things. I'm not a DVC member, but we've got a lot of people in our group. They're like, hey, you want to come and join me? And Me too. I get invited by people, thank God. They're phenomenal, aren't they? Yeah, they're really nice. And that's, that's one thing that bugs me about pass holders is um, I'm a pass holder, and I look at the perk as being that I can go as much as I want and pay a low price, but they've almost spoiled people. Like, I want a free magnet. I want free glasses. The entitlement is crazy. Yeah. I mean, is they're that how you feel? Are... Like, you know, I'm glad with what I got. Yeah, people feel entitled to everything. If you think of the price, could you imagine if they got rid of annual passes? What would we do? I, I mean, we used to go – we started going again real heavy in 2011 and uh you know we were buying the park hoppers we were buying a deluxe food package and i mean our vacation prices were outrageous so we'd usually do it like 12 days out of the year now you know we're pass holders we figured out a way to save money now we could do like three times a year because of that so right. i hope they never get rid of it and i think it's still 20 percent in a lot of places off of food and merchandise yeah the and food is hit or miss you got to actually right it could be 10 percent, could be none but I think merchandise, sometimes it's 10%, which I don't like, but what am I going to do? Right. But 20%, that's pretty, 20%, if you figure that out, you're getting a couple of, I mean, if you're like me, you're getting a couple of hundred back a year, you know, for your pass. And that's a pretty good idea. And if you're a Florida resident, there is a monthly no interest payment on the pass, which is nice. Yeah, that's actually what we do because we own property in Florida. So I am officially a Florida yeah. resident. Like, a, I would like to eventually become a snowbird because... I know you moved down there from New York. I don't know how you do the summers down there. It's uh, it's tough. You got to stay inside. And let me tell you, Disney this year, I can't wait for end of September because it's 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 hot. I keep the, every year I say I forgot how hot it is. So you got to do you got to be strategic. Right. You have to like you know when you walk down Main Street now, if you've seen the castle and you've done the whole thing, you walk through the Emporium and you exit at Casey's because you went through the air conditioner. You know you know where the shade is. You know where the bathrooms are strategically, and you can't like I used to wait outside for a show for a couple of hours sometimes. In this heat, you can't. Uh, speaking of Princess Elena of Avalor, before I filmed that show, right. I'm sorry. After I filmed that show, I actually had a, a whole scare, a health scare, like a heart attack. No, God, no, God. no, that's going good for this fat guy, believe it or not, so far. The heart, right. 
heart's keeping me good. Uh, I felt the, what is it called? Heat stroke. I didn't know what heat stroke was. I hadn't done it. But people were talking to me and I had trouble understanding their words. Like English didn't make sense to me. And I remember just feeling like I was going to faint, but I still wanted to go somewhere. So I'm walking down Main Street totally confused. And my friend, I think, pulled me into the emporium and said, have some water. And I, I didn't understand what was going on. I just, I was out of it. And I think I was ready to drop. I drank a lot of water and it took a good 20 minutes to come back to, and I was burnt. I mean, you could feel the heat, the right. black camera, you could have touched that camera and it was, it would have burned you. So like from Disney come to your assistance at any point? No, I don't think they noticed because I was yeah. just, I looked like another person walking aimlessly around, looking around. I, you didn't know. Unless I hit the floor, there wasn't a problem. Right. Yeah, so, it's uh, scary. I have, uh, like, some anxiety issues at times where, um, like, the thought of being broken down in a ride to me, like, especially, like, the monorail, is, like, one of the biggest fears of my, in my life, and I don't know why. I actually do think of that. I'm like, could you imagine the cherry picker coming for me on the monorail? Yeah. I mean, that's, like, a, a legit thing that happens. It, not that it happens every day, but... Speaking of uh, the gondolas, what do you think of those? Uh, okay, I am going to go on them, but I'm scared, and I, I don't like them. I wish they would have stuck with their iconic monorail system. Well, yeah, I mean, they do have the new monorails coming in, so hopefully they won't break down as often. Right. The monorail, no, I mean, just a new, a new track layout to go to other places would have just been awesome, or even a Wedway people mover. That would I be cool. I don't yet have the gondolas going to help the amount of people that they need to move, but... I, I've been wrong before. They, sh- excuse me, they should know what they're doing. I don't know how they're going to work without air conditioning. They have air conditioning, is what I've heard. Oh, I've heard no. Oh, we've got a uh, a guy within the group that works there. That's because that was my big concern. I was like, how are you going to keep these people in 90 plus degrees and humidity up in the air in this little enclosed capsule? And he says that they will be air conditioned. I, I really hope he's right. I am hearing they are totally ventilated with a fan and that creates an airflow, but that there is no air conditioning, but I really hope I'm wrong. What I, what I did find out, and again, I don't know what's true and what's not, is if there's a problem, they can drop. Do you hear this? But it just kind of lets go of the cable, the cable lowers? And they all lower. So I think that's okay for some of them, but what about the ones that are lowering now into a lake of, you know, alligators? Did you see that video the other day? No, what? what they had a, a guy and his son were at, was it alligator land down in Florida or gator land? Yeah. And they have a zip line, and the zip line stopped, like, right over the top of the alligator pit. So, and? And so management comes. They, they were rescued. Nothing happened to them. But re- management comes on and says, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. Like, <laughs> is Look, that what I, you want out there? I don't want to be dangling food for an alligator. They'll get me. Exactly. Um, yeah, we actually had a funny thing happen when we were in uh, Pandora in May. Uh, we had a snake drop over right by my wife out of one of the, the lampposts. Stop it. Yeah, and you know, when you go on, we have the Crazy for Disney group, and uh, whenever you mention something like that, everybody becomes like a Florida expert, and they start to oh, go, oh, yeah, it's Florida, there's snakes, and it's like, no, you know, snakes don't drop out of lampposts, or at least exactly. not, not in the Florida I live in, or at least that I thought of. You get an occasional palmetto bug that freaks the heck out of you, but a snake out of a lamp, wow. Uh, and. Yeah, I wouldn't know, like, what's a poisonous one, what's not. That's, uh, that's scary. Yeah, and it was a pretty good size. Um, you know, over by Navi River, by the waiting area, they have that. There's like a big log sitting there. People kind of usually sit around that. The snake went under there, and the guy from Disney was aware of it. And people continued to like sit around there, unaware that there was a snake like hiding under there. So I thought that was weird, too. Disney knows. Look, I saw an alligator over by Splash Mountain. And they, they were like, yeah, it's a baby alligator. He lives there. We've seen it. Is that still there? I, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of happy they like nature and they're into that. I just thought it was weird. I was like, oh, okay. It's kind of like leaving a spider in your house. I'm not that person. I have to get rid of it or I have to move. Yeah, I don't care. I hate nature. And that's probably why I don't like camping. I hate nature. <laughs> like, uh, if I could do nature without the nature involved, I would be perfect. That's the funniest. I love that. I hate nature. Well, I mean, now that you're like, I guess, what do you call like a Disney personality? I guess I made myself a character somehow, yeah. Yeah, and you're out there in Disney. I mean, do you like when people approach you? Do you get approached a lot? I I do, and I actually love it. Uh, I I don't take it for granted. I realize I do something that people, thank God, love and like. And it's really funny when somebody like from the UK, you know, if you think about it, there's these people, you know, around the world that watch these videos. And sometimes they'll see the panda face pop up. 
Right. So I guess for them, you know, I try to look at it from the other end. For them, they get to the, you know, Epcot, and they see me walking around, and they didn't plan it or think about it, and they freak out, and it's so funny. Especially if I'm with family and stuff, I prove them, like, ha, see, I have a real job. <laughs> and they, you know, oh, my God, Panda, what are you doing? And then they get on the phone. The best encounter, though, was a drunk encounter. Now, I wasn't drunk, although I wish I was. It had to be Epcot. I was on the monorail by the Poly, believe it or not. And these two ladies are drinking their, you know, pineapple-y things or whatever. And then one of them gets on the phone and goes, Jessica, you're not going to believe who I'm sitting across from. <laughs> and I'm just looking like I, they haven't yet approached me or spoke to me. That big fat panda guy, he's here. I'm not kidding you. I'm, I'll put you on the phone with him. I mean, they were so drunk. They just came up and handed me their cell phone. And I talked to whoever it was, Neverland, who freaked out. It was so, so funny. Well, people, they do enjoy it, and I do like being approached, and, you know, we've, we've got Crazy for Disney meetups where we get a bunch of people together, and uh, there's times when I'll leave the hotel, and I'll tell my wife, like, geez, I hope nobody bothers me today. I just kind of want to be on my own. And I'll be at the <laughs> park for, like, an hour. nature, because they're part of nature. No. Well, no, but I'll be at the park for, like, an hour, and I'll be like, you know, I'm really upset. Nobody's even noticed me yet. <laughs> Yeah, and there are times where I'm, like, running to get somewhere, and I have literally, like, 60 seconds where I'm technically late, and somebody will come up to me or something. And for that moment, I want to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I got to run. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Right. But I realize I can't – it's not right because to them it was the – it's important. And Yeah, we always make time no matter who it is. And, you know, sometimes you get stuck, like, spending half a day with somebody. <laughs> so, you, know, that's, you do get the creepers that want to hang out them the whole day. So, like, yeah. family – and they won't, they'll say hi, and then all of a sudden they're on rides with us. And I'm like, how does this happen? I'm sorry. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't mind it when uh, my wife and I do some solo trips. And actually, I'm doing my very first solo, solo trip in September. But, like, when you're with your entire family and you, you, you kind of want to cater to your kids, you don't want to be catering to the people around you. So, yeah, that, that gets a little weird. That, that happens with really, yeah. I think they have to know. I mean, there's a time where, all right, I see that you're with your family. Let me Let me let you go. Thank you. Do you do a lot of solo trips while you're down there? I mean, are you always with a friend? Okay, because of the whole thing, I always wind up with someone somehow. So, you know, I do my best work solo. Right. I mean, sometimes one other person who, who respects it, but a lot of times you'll say, hey, you want to go to Disney? Say, I got to film something. And that person doesn't stop talking next to you. And you're like, listen, I am filming <laughs> for the YouTube channel. You need to be quiet. They want to hear Mickey Mouse, not you. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I do some solo trips. I like to go solo sometimes because I get work done. Uh, I mean, I've been thinking about it. Um, like, there's some aspects of it that, that, that does sound good. But then I'm like, well, I'm probably going to get bored. So I'm, like, trying to look at people and find people that are going to meet me down there and do yeah, things. But then you just put up a Facebook post. Hey, I'm an adventurer. Anybody here? That's and all true. of a sudden you'll see. That's true. Or, I, or I'll just end up hiding from everyone. You hate nature? I think that's so funny, Rudy. I hate nature. I think of, like, Disney nature and the bears cuddling their moms. And you'd be like, hate it. Well, no, you thank know, you. I heard you talking about you love Pandora, like I love Pandora. I do. Um, you were nervous about getting on Flights of Passage. Very. No issue? No. I mean, I just fit. I literally, if I gain 10 pounds, I am not going on Pandora. And when I come off, it sounds like, do you ever have the Tupperware and it's like got that seal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. When I get off of Pandora, you hear the Tupperware seal. <laughs> well, because we, we were there for the, uh, the pass holder preview, and there was a big gentleman next to us when we got on, and uh, they didn't have, like, the little practice car out front at that time. Oh, he and, you know, no, he went through the whole spiel, and for some reason his cast wouldn't fit, which was weird. I mean, that's, I hear that's the biggest issue is your cast. The cast is the biggest thing, yeah. And you said you have big calves, so. I have, okay, for, because it lugs my body around, my calves are muscular. Right. I don't, so they're not fat calves, so I lift up my legs a little bit and push them forward and it just clicks on them is it uncomfortable does it feel like it's like squeezing you or does it just feel like no, it's once, once i'm in i'm pretty comfy yeah you know i'm kind of i'm definitely locked in but i'm pretty like all right you know this is i'm straddling this thing and it's gonna, I'm gonna fly around it doesn't feel that bad no i watch a lot of your videos and i heard that you were not originally a star wars fan no it was the new disney star wars that got me into like i saw the first one as a kid Never resonated a lot with me, like an Indiana Jones, I am. Right. But Star Wars, no, was good. It was just not my, you know, I, I didn't run to watch the new 
uh, the, the ones that Lucas Lucas made, the new Ray. And then when Disney did, what is it, The Force Awakens, I, that's it, back on board in it. Now, and how do you feel about Star Wars? I mean, are you like one of those people that like, it's not Disney? No, I, I I like that it's not Disney. I like that there's no Disney moniker in the beginning. Right. And I like that they, it doesn't, if you didn't tell me that Disney owned it, I wouldn't think that that was a Disney movie. Yeah, I don't and, understand where people get this whole, like, you know, this isn't Disney, this is, I mean, Pixar wasn't Disney at one point. You know, these right. fairy tales weren't originally Disney. Disney creates, you know, and makes these things bigger than what they were. Yeah, people don't remember that stuff. It's weird. Also, with the last movie, what was it, The Last Jedi? Yes. I really loved it, and it wasn't until I heard, uh, what's his name? Luke Skywalker, the actor, I forget his name. Mark Hamill. Yes, it wasn't until I heard him dissing it that all of a sudden I questioned my own like of the movie. But he said things that were absolutely not true. He said, a Jedi would never do this. A Jedi, and I was like, wait, I'm looking at all the other movies. No, the Jedi does do all that stuff. So it fits, and I see what they're setting up for. They literally had to break you down so that they can build you back up again. Did you get that? Well, they, they do that in all their movies, and I don't think anybody really puts that together. If you look at the, the three movie sets, the original three, the middle three, and then these three, they start off on a positive note, they go dark in the middle, then they finish positive. I guess that's probably with any trilogy. They, uh, I didn't grasp that, but now I realize this last one, a lot of people didn't like it because it wasn't the happy, happy joy one. It was the breakdown one. Well, I guess like Avengers, Infinity War, that was a, that's a breakdown one. Well, my issue with the last movie, and I love the movie. I mean, no movie is going to be your movie unless you make it. So you got to deal with what the director wants to do. But uh, I wanted to see it finish on Luke Skywalker. Like, you know, he was our big hero for all these years. Like, they could have moved him into the last movie. Well, he still could come back in spirit form. They've done that in Return of the Jedi. And I'm sure they will. They you know, they do a lot of these things where they break down these actors and, and computer generate and make them look younger. And uh, I was just reading the other day on, are you a fan of Captain Marvel? No, I don't know Captain Marvel. I'm like a comic book, like fan. Like I love Iron Man, Spider-Man, like the big characters. Then they throw out somebody like Captain Marvel and I feel like I'm, I'm totally clueless, but uh, Samuel L. Jackson's going to be in that and it's set in the nineties. So they're going to computer generate him to look 25 years younger. Wow, I've seen them do that recently on, uh, I forget who. Oh, didn't they do it in Ant Wasp Man with uh, Michael Douglas at one point? They did do it with Michael Douglas. They did it with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and I think the, the second or third Iron Man, which looked really creepy because they, they, they made put, him look like a teenager. Yeah, they put them in like a skin smoothing feature. Yeah, I don't know what they, and then they did it with Princess Leia in um, Rogue One. Right, but then they took that one guy who's passed and totally made him. They weren't just... Grandma's Tarkin character, yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, I I knew something was up with it when I watched it, and I asked a friend I was with. He's like, "What do you mean? That's an actor?" I'm like, "No, there's something." I couldn't say CGI for sure. Right. So that that means they did it a good job, but you knew it was uncanny. You know, there was something going on there that wasn't human. But a little bit off. A little but, bit uh, off. The reason why I was bringing up Star Wars is like I've heard you say that you're super geeked up for Galaxy's Edge. You were at the uh, the last Galactic Nights. Yep. Um, are you more excited for the Millennium Falcon or are you more excited for the other ride? No, the other ride. I love dark rides. For some reason, I love even, you know, silly haunted mansions when I was a kid going at a carnival. I wanted to see what was in, what is this little track going to show me inside? <clears throat> so I love the fact that we're going to get, I heard that it's on the caliber of Shanghai Pirates, you know, even though it's not in a boat. Right on that kind of caliber is what the rebel whatever ride is going to be. Uh, I even heard there's a chance that you might be going from one vehicle to another in the ride. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that the vehicle itself is trackless, so that kind of moves wherever it wants. And I did hear something about uh, moving off the car. I also heard that about the new Mickey ride, too, over at uh, Hollywood Studios. Oh, I didn't hear that. You're that upset over that one. Yeah, okay, I, I like the ride. I think it's going to be cool. I, I just don't like the style. I don't like that new Mickey style. I don't like the Ren and Stimpy. No, I don't either. Look like a meth head style. It's just weird. But you were more upset over the fact that they just got rid of uh, the great movie ride. You know, no. I Honestly, I love the great movie ride. But like you, I saw that it wasn't getting a, a lot of people. And come on, over time, all those movies and all those scenes are getting aged and they're not, you know, they're, they're going to lose its spunk. So I'm okay with changing it. I wish it was a classic Mickey ride, or at least Mickey through the years or something. I don't know how that 
Mickey is going to live resonate with me. But again, I'm a you know mid forties guy. I don't know. And I don't know why they're pushing it because it hasn't become hugely popular. They put out a cartoon series a couple of years ago and that didn't take off. I think it's what the, the younger kids like, I guess. I don't know. I'm not in touch. Like I'm so late with everything. Like I just finally started getting on YouTube and that's why we're doing video, unfortunately. And, uh, I'm late to everything, John. Like, you know, I was on, uh, my space up until the death rattle. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm like you, I am, I am at my point of, I am done with new technology. I don't need to learn anything else new. It's if they brutal. come out with anything tomorrow, I, and it has to used to come to me, like, right. I would go to something and I would get it intuitively. That's not the case anymore. What am I pressing? What am I? I see the old person coming. I'm with you. I know. I feel you. Anything I do with a, because I do try to do a little bit of stuff with the video. Nothing like you do. I'm not, you know, I can't do crazy backgrounds and graphics and all that. But if there's anything I can do, I I send it off to my 18-year-old son. Like, can you do this? Can you? Because I have no clue. I can't do backgrounds on Facebook. Stop. Don't help you. I, I don't need any more YouTube competition. Are you the only one that's doing your videos? Is somebody helping you? It's just me. Uh, I used to have somebody help me with Adobe After Effects, special effects. Right. I actually need somebody who knows that because trying to learn that, you need to quit your life. I need somebody. If anybody knows Adobe After Effects, I'm willing to pay for some effects. But, yeah, every for the last couple of years, nobody's helped me. Well, I actually, because of you, I bought this particular camera I'm using right now that uh, it, it uses a technology called Chroma Cam. Have you ever heard that before? Basically, what it does instead of using a green screen, I'm assuming you use a green screen for all the effects. A green screen, yeah. This thing digitally enhances it. It, it figures out where your head and shoulders are, and then puts all your graphics oh. behind you. But the problem with it is, is it like cuts into your head all the time. Okay, it's not. It's can you change the sensitivity where it does work as planned, or not really? I'm assuming if I got like the correct lighting and you know got it super bright and did all the right things, it would work. Okay. But I mean the, the I'm just like, you know what? John Panda can do all the effects. I'll just pick a guy that does well, Listen, A green screen is inexpensive to put behind you and then, well, you got the problem then is you put it in the editor and you got to key it and all that stuff. But it's not that bad to do it if you really want to. It's too much, John. For me, it would be too much. It's, it's just it asking for it. For me. And by the way, I have to correct myself when I say I didn't have any help. There's a music person I have. So if you ever hear the Panda theme in different music, there's a person that takes, I tell them I need a jazz style music. They make jazz style with the panda music, and then it's mine. Like nobody you, else. Your music and your videos are actually pretty decent. Like, I mean, they're not Disney related, but they kind of fit in with whatever you're showing, which is pretty cool. That's what I try to do. Like right now, I have, I literally have the per, the guy making Star Wars kind of music. Right. So you know, that type of thing with panda theme going on, and it's hard to get, but yeah, I want it to fit what's going on because I know we're gonna have a lot of Star Wars videos soon. Uh, Toy Story Land, you can pick any really happy music, you know. Right. Do you think they're going to hit that deadline for Star Wars Land? I think for us, late October 2019, yeah. yeah. I think by October 2019, that sounds about right. Listen, I didn't think they were going to meet it for Toy Story Land. When I saw it, like two weeks before it opened, and I was like, this is this ain't going to really happen. And then it happens, and you're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely ran that thing right to the, right to the very right, end. Right to the end. But they were still... I, from what I heard, they were still doing a little bit of stuff when they were giving you guys the media pass to go through that they were still putting things together. Yes, there was. You saw there was parts they were painting and telling you don't look at this and don't film this and all that stuff. Yeah, the other thing I, I had issue with over there too was, uh, well, from what I've read was the seating for that uh, Andy's lunchbox is like non-existent. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. It's the only place to eat there, which is fine because the food was actually decent. You know, we tasted like a grilled cheese and a that's what I want. Grilled seat. cheese. Oh, the t- let me tell you, the tomato soup. I just want to get an IV in my arm and just hook it up. Good stuff. Delicious, yeah. The, uh, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't accept a lot of people, but that could be just now because it's really busy. And maybe as time goes on, it's going to look like too much seating. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about uh, when Fantasyland opened, obviously they had beer guests, which was amazing. And then uh, when Pandora opened up, I'm going to butcher this, Sotuli. Sotuli, Sotuli Canteen. Is that official? It is Satuli Canteen. Satuli Canteen. I always butcher every time I say it. That has, like, a, between the indoor seating and outdoor seating, plenty of room over there. And then they Pretty give good, you one yeah. story, and they give you, like, a couple benches to eat at. I mean, there's believe it or not, there's more than a couple. When you're there, there's, like, I'm thinking there's one, two, three over here, four, five, six, seven over there. And then there's eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's, like, a good amount, more, much more than you see. It's still, for the amount of people that want to go now, not enough. 
Well, and I'm surprised there's nothing indoors. There's there's a lack of shade there. They definitely have to rethink shade. Yeah, that's a big complaint I've heard. Like even with the queues, it's just a lot of open air. Yeah, except for uh, when you finally get somewhere near the queue for aliens, swirling saucers. That uh, that is undercover. But Twinkie thought was pretty much pretty much open, except except right to the end. What have you heard as far as food goes? I mean, I know they talk about the cantina that they're going to have at Star Wars. I have not heard about any restaurant. They've been really tight-lipped with that, with food, yeah. Have you heard I any rumors? Nothing, nothing. I mean, we know blue milk and silly things like that. We know there's not going to be any Coke or Pepsi. I mean, there's not going to be any branded stuff there. It's all going to be, you're in, you're in, you know, what is it, uh, Batu. Batu. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to be there. If you have to talk to a manager about a problem, a monster could come out to give you a refund on an item. That's so the one thing. I, I wonder, like, how legit they're going to be able to pull off the whole interactive factor because that sounds like like way over ambitious to me i think they're going to do it i think this is i think it's planned i think it's they're into it i think there's a lot of people working on that especially using the force right for certain things, you know to make things happen that i can see the one thing i was wondering about was they're saying everything's to be interactive so if you go on the millennium falcon and you, you crash it or whatever when you go the to the bar later they're going to be like, oh, there's a bounty hunter looking for you. And then at some point, maybe a bounty hunter might actually approach you. Yeah. I think that sounds like way over the top. I don't, like, I don't know. Does it reset the next day? Does it last with you until the next time you go? Uh, there must, all you need is a, a computer data center with a couple of different levels. You know, uh, are, you, are, you, are you one, two, three, four, or five? And then that character can react to you based on what you are, you know, based on factors that happen. Did you visit this place? Did you crash the Millennium Falcon? Did you go on the Rebel Ride? And then you're at three based on how those turned out or something. So it's really, I think it can be done. I think not everybody's going to get the personalized experience that we think. Every, you know, I know you will. I'm, I'm going to be there so often. I'm going to seek it out. I'm going to go to the bounty hunter and go, are you looking for me? Right. <laughs> Have you heard anything about when the uh, the hotel's supposed to be open? No. Kind of, I, uh, I, too. Yeah, I am really looking forward to that. I'm there? hoping and expecting it's a cruise ship on the land. You know. I, and that's what they're showing, like, when you're looking out the windows, it's actually a video projection, and they're going to totally it, it, have you within this scenario that you are a Star Wars yeah. character, which to me is like, open my checkbook. That's, yeah, I know. What you I want. Know. How are they not getting my money for that? I know. Well, the other thing that confuses me is they're also making a space restaurant not related to Star Wars. That's an Epcot, right? Right. So it's yeah. just, it's, there's a lot of space stuff going on. Yeah. And I guess you know you got Guardians of the Galaxy with coaster going in at Epcot. Just a little weird. Well, uh, I, can see it, I, I mean, I can see with Epcot, a ride definitely needs going to Epcot because they are a little bit short with rides. But why another restaurant? I don't know, there's something about this space theme, and they must know that they get crowded, I guess. Remember, we used to have the electric, not the electric umbrella, uh, whatever that, the Odyssey used to be a restaurant. That right. And that's not there no more. So maybe on that side of Future World, they need something. Yeah, I mean, I could see Future World eating food, but if you look at, like, uh, the World Showcase, if you're looking to make a reservation, there's certain restaurants that are just begging for people all day. Yeah. It matters on the time, too. There's other times where you want to get into one of the Italian places or the Mexican place you can't get into. Yeah. I don't want to keep you too long. I promise you an hour or so. Oh, We're getting fine. close to an hour. Good I good. wanted to bring up uh, your other job. What is my other job? I don't even know. Are you a TA now? I'm not a travel agent. Isn't that weird? I know. They, they Everybody thinks I'm a travel agent. No. I work for uh, – can I say the name or yeah, no? Please. Magical Vacation Planner. They are a great travel agency – that I do brand awareness for, but I don't do travel agents. I was under the impression you were actually a travel agent. I know. A lot of people are. I guess because I advertise for them, it kind of looks that way. But no, I wouldn't have time. My now gosh, I was a travel agent 20 years ago in New York. But well, you used to do for another uh, a DVC store. Are you not doing with them any longer? I'm not doing with them anymore. They're a good company that rents DVC units, yes. I, I've, I rented DVC units for a while. Uh, I think we did it for three years. I used the DVC rental store. Yeah. Boy, what an amazing thing that is that most people don't even know about. Yep. That you can actually, you don't have to be a member. You can still yeah. rent them. Yeah. You I can remember also buy, rent, you know, get them as regular rooms, too, if the rental is, the hardest thing with the rental is it not being available. Yeah, we had a lot of issue with that. I mean, it wasn't so bad when we first started using it back in, like, 2012. But uh, 
as people started to realize about it and it got a little more popular and then it started really becoming yep. an issue. But yeah, so you're just basically uh, getting the word out for them. Basically, yeah. And they, let me tell you, great people that do take care of, I see the agents, the clients, like I vetted them pretty good before I stuck my name to them. So and they you have really have to. Platinum earmark thing. Yeah. And it's hard to. I had to rely on people like Lee Cockrell, who, you know, does things with them. I was like, all right, if he can do things with them, I should be able to. Right. Well, I, I, with anything within the Disney community, I ask, or I've come to you before and like, you know, do you know anything about this person? Because there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on within the Disney community and you don't want to associate yourself with that. And you know what? You never know. I, I have also, you, you can't, everybody you say hello to and goodbye to it. You can't, you're, you can't be responsible for everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, because I get approached a lot, especially with travel agencies that want to like, uh, do advertising on the show. And, and my big worry is that I have a ton of travel agents within my group. So if I have one that, that I associate with, are all these other people going to turn on me at some point? Yeah. But at some point you have to think, do you, right. How do you, do you, do you say no to money? Right. Uh, or do you maybe do, you know, Hey, you have this week, you have next week. I'll shout you out next week. You know, I understand. Yeah, it's a hard thing with the travel agencies. I do that too with a lot of people that I want to have them as guests on the shows, but they might be a travel agent. It's hard to be a guest. So yeah, you you don't want to show like favoritism, especially because then you're gonna to have to have a thousand different travel agents on. Um, exactly. But yeah, I, I I really appreciate you coming on. I actually have to ask you. Uh, I won't do it on air. I'll ask you after the fact. But I have another favor to ask of you. Um, you go throw it at me. But yeah, uh, please let everybody know one more time. Where can we find John Panda? Thank you. BigFatPanda.com is the YouTube channel. Watch a video, give it a thumbs up, put in a comment. It all helps it stay on the search engine. But hopefully, if you like it and you start to watch it, it's awesome. I love when I find out that a family sits down in front of like a, a big television screen with their Apple TV. Some of the videos are in 4K, maybe most of them. And they watch like a half-hour show, and they feel like they, you know, they really were there. That is, that makes me feel great. I should mention, <clears throat> and I actually almost forgot all about it, uh, kids nowadays youtube is the thing uh like they look at youtube stars as bigger than movie stars and tv stars a lot of the time and my daughter is in that range right now she's eight years old and everything oh. is youtube so uh the other day we were supposed to go on the uh, on the air the other day and she's like how come you're not on i'm like well we had to reschedule she goes who are you gonna talk to i'm like this guy john panda a really nice guy I'll show you one of the videos. she didn't know you but i threw it on and she's like oh my God, he's got all these viewers. He's bigger than, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so she's like this huge, big John Panda fan now. And uh, she wanted me to ask you how thrilling the alien saucer spin was. So I got to make sure Maya gets her question. In okay, you Maya, you are going to love it because it's not crazy, but is she going to go on with dad? It is the thing with Maya is she is into crazy. She's only eight, but she's like, you know, rock and roller coaster, Everest. She wants to do all the thrill rides. Okay, she, okay, Maya, if you want it to be more thrilling, go on with the biggest person you can find. Because based on the weight is how it swerves better from side to side. So go on with Dad and maybe one other person if you can. If is, you there, can. is there a button or something? Do you control that? Nope. nope. I don't know what it was. When I watched your video, you were riding with um, Lou. Lou. And it almost looked like one of you was like, maybe you were just grabbing for dear life. I was grabbing and holding the camera with another hand, hoping it didn't fly out of my hand. I thought maybe you were grabbing like a control like they have on um, the Zorg ride where you can kind of control the. No, no. What's nice and what you may not even notice, too, is it doesn't just go in a circle. The alien connects from one circle to the other to the other. So you, you're constantly changing the trajectory of the, of the, of the whip right. kind of thing. So, you know, first you go onto one side and one person crushes the other. You go on the other side and the other person crushes the other. That's good, though. But, yeah, Maya, Maya will like it at eight years old. I mean, slinky dog, she's going to like it better. But you were at, uh, before I let you go, I'm sorry, I keep, oh, it's okay. I keep yeah. popping into my head. Go ahead. Uh, Don't. You were in Disneyland recently for your first time, right? For the first time, yeah, that was weird. It's because of flying? Yeah, but I did it and I'm happy I did, but it was so weird being in Disneyland. It was just, when you go on Mr. Toad and it feels like you're mm. in you know, Disney World, or at least part of it, it's like, wow, I'm back in time. That's, I mean, I'm going to do it next year. I'm the same way. I hate never flying. Been? No, I've never been. Okay. Um, I have a big issue with flying myself. And actually this past trip and we went in April and May, I had to get like uh, anxiety pills to get on a plane. Yep. Xanax or Valium, go on the plane, do it. You're doing the same thing? That's what I have to do yet. 
So, and, uh, and, I, and I thought it would like affect me, like put me to sleep. No, because I was so nervous, it just brought me to normality. And the, the flight wasn't too bad. It was a good. No, you know the takeoff. I, I hate landing. I hate, but the, all the time in between, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I'm starting to get there to a point, but you know, for some reason, like right before we leave, I throw on like the History Channel, and there's like plane crash stuff, <laughs> and I watch it and like make myself a wreck. Don't don't do it. You know what I thought about too? If you look at how many planes go up in a day, even if they said, hey, one of these are going down today, you'd still get on based on just the 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 chances. But yet we go in a car. And the chances are so much worse of getting into a very bad car accident. So. You know, I rationalize it all the time. Oh, yeah. That's what I we went to, uh, I think when we went in May for the uh, Galactic Nights, the day before we left was the day that the woman got sucked out of the window. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, I'll try to rationalize it that I'm safe, and then that little tiny incident happens, and I'm done. Like, you know, I had my wife sit yeah. next to the window. I have to worry about it. There's a hole in the plane that I'll help them. Just, I'm here. I'll fog it up for you. Uh, yeah, I would definitely throw you over and, and use you at the window because I don't want to go that way. See, um, I'd help everybody. The, the reason why I brought up uh, Disneyland was did you go on Mater's uh, toe spin? I did, okay, the day that we went to California Adventure in the Cars Land, it, it, after we got off car, we went on cars, you know, the, uh, well, the racers, uh, like a lot, like five times in a row. And then the rains came, like the monsoon rain, and we had to leave. I did not go on meters. Uh, which is not very common for California, right? Yeah, I know. Thanks. The yeah, day I was in. That's weird, because like Florida, you, you expect rain. No matter yep. what, you're going to get rain. Two o'clock, it's you know, the end of the world. Yeah, which actually, the original one of the original days we were going to do the interview, you got hit with like tons of lightning there, which is yeah, like a daily occurrence. But yeah, I really appreciate you coming on, John, and uh, we got to get you on again one of these days soon. No problem. Bye, Maya. I'll see you guys later. Uh, thanks for being on the show, and make sure you look for us on YouTube as well. Take it easy, John. Thank you. Bye-bye.